it was a screeching halt kind of come to Jesus crossroads decision of basically in this was just a more exacerbated situ, uh, example of a situation many of us have faced where you have to decide if you're going to take the rest you need or not yeah. and whether you're going to sort of give your body the resources it needs to handle what's going on. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, a top-ranked all-time career podcast in Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we expound on Zig Ziggler's be, do, and have philosophy, meaning you have to be the right kind of person, then do the right things before you can expect to have what really matters in life. And we want you to have what matters. Also, check out my podcast, What Drives You, where we talk with people who have reached impressive achievements to ask what drove them, good and bad. And we dig into the very motives that drive us all with the goal of clarifying just what is driving you. Then in my True Life podcast, we want to get you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. You can find all three shows in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website at kevinmiller.co. If you're new to The Ziggler Show, I invite you to visit Ziggler.com. Connect with Tom Ziggler, Zig Ziggler's son and CEO of Ziggler, and his family about the upcoming events and how they can come alongside you and help you inspire your true performance. Friends, in this episode, we're back with Shanti Feldhahn. She's best-selling author and social researcher. Back in episode 901, we discussed her latest research on what creates joy, true joy in us. And she shared literally her latest findings of what is most destructive to our joy. In this episode, we go behind the scenes, as we always do, and we're going to hear Shanti's daily habits for success. Just seven months prior to this recording, Shanti was diagnosed with breast cancer. During chemo, she started gaining a pound per day, and her doctor's response was, hey, you're not getting the sleep I advised you, are you? Well, addressing that really turned Shanti's world upside down, maybe as much as the cancer itself, and she talks about what she needed to do there, what she did do. She also shares how the pandemic really got into her exercise routine, messed it up, and how she pampers herself with what she calls beach read novels that she likes to reread. So you're going to hear that and more from this episode. You can find more about Shanti at Shanti, S-H-A-U-N-T-I dot com. So here are some show sponsors. Then I bring you Shanti Feldhahn. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely.
Well, Shanti, talking through your habits, your daily habits, the things that you consistently do to get out of yourself what you want. Um, I'm going to, I want to caveat with this one too, because, well, we could almost go with two. Your habits, if they've changed since yeah. COVID, since this pandemic, uh, and also in the past six months, I would assume there's some that have changed as you have been dealing with cancer. So tell yeah. us about that. And even we start, I usually start off kind of with the, the physical nutrition side uh, of your life. So what were you doing, you know, pre-pandemic, did it change? And then, you know, last Christmas, so that would have been December of 2020 and you get a cancer diagnosis. And as you talked about in our first show together, you're going, you, you went through chemo, which you said was every day for weeks. Radiation. So radiation, radiation, radiation. Yeah, every day. Tell, weeks, tell yeah. us about uh, what, what transpired. Well, it's interesting. The before COVID, um, my activity, I, I definitely do not fit the profile of the people who are like, you go to the gym. Like my husband, literally, he will work out for an hour or two every single day. Um, he'll ride his bike. He'll go running. He'll what, do whatever it is. He'll go to the gym. I am not a gym person, even though I know I probably should be. But my life before COVID, probably like a lot of speakers, author speakers, was I got a ton of activity running through airports. <laughs> I, know that I know that that sounds weird, but like, oh yeah, 10,000 steps a day isn't even like close. Like, cause you know, when you're running through airports and speaking three, four days out of the week and just running around a lot, it's, it's just, there's a lot of natural activity. Nice. And like a lot of people, that came to a screeching halt in mid-March yeah. <laughs> with the pandemic. Yeah. And so finally, you know, it was like, okay, this isn't changing anytime soon. Let's go walking. And so we started walking. And like a lot of people in that situation, I gave myself plantar fasciitis because <laughs> my feet were suddenly like, wait a minute, you know, you were, you've been sitting on your rear end for a month and now you're walking every day. We don't like that. So that for me was the big COVID challenge, which is wow. stupid. Like I can't even go walking because <laughs> my heels hurt. Yeah. What kind of a limp am I? I, uh, I, I, I get that. I have been dealing with, I don't think I've talked about the show. I've been dealing with plantar fasciitis for a year and a half, Shanti. No kidding. Yeah. No, I got it because Me too and, now. and I am that happened in, in April. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's gone on forever. Now I'm, I am a runner and I did it from a change in a couple of different things, a change in shoes and running with some younger kids. So my pace oh. differed and whatever, but then I'm not going to get off of it and, and just put it in a cast. And so I'm, I'm doing better. I've done some things now, but yeah, I sleep with a splint. I do all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's also I, hard. I literally, I literally feel your pain. Uh, so, well, and then, so, so what did you, did you just not able to do much activity at all? Physical? Activity? Yeah. Literally like I'm, not old and I can't walk. Yeah. Like it hurts too bad to yeah. walk. It's just the stupidest I, I, thing. I agree. So, so anyway, so in terms of kind of self-care and whatever, yeah. my I finally went to see a podiatrist and finally, you know, listened to the podiatrist who was like, stop walking. Yeah. Like you just have to stop everything. I'm like, are you serious? I'm stuck inside during quarantine. And I can't yeah, even get yeah. out and walk every day. Anyway, that's, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's so. Harsh. 
it, it was it's it's it, let's just say it's been a weird year and a half. But but the good the good news is that um, hopefully things are opening up. There's a lot more events, a lot more sort of natural opportunities to be active. Yeah. So we will see. It How about like on the nutrition? Good- How about on the nutrition side? Anything you adhere to there uh, specifically? Yeah. It's very interesting, actually, um, confession that once I got the cancer diagnosis, I didn't kind of do anything. I didn't think I did a whole lot differently, but there must have been some comfort eating or something because I hadn't put on weight during the quarantine, but that started after the cancer diagnosis. Um, And then actually I had a weird reaction to the radiation um, where I started gaining a pound a day, which, you know, you don't really want to do. Um, not, not excited about that. And so it turns out my, they think it, you know, if you've ever been on steroids, Uh you might gain weight like I do anyway. So my body just couldn't handle everything that was happening. And this is a habit thing you might be interested in where my, um, when I told my oncologist, I'm like, I'm gaining a pound a day. What on earth? (laughs) Because that should not be a normal side effect of radiation. And she looked at me. She's like, "Hmm, you're not getting the rest I told you to get, are you? Uh. And I'm like, oh, uh (laughs) and apparently it's it's an interesting thing for anyone who's a busy leader, right? Who's involved, got a lot of stuff going on. Um, It was a screeching halt kind of come to Jesus crossroads decision of basically in this was just a more exacerbated situ, uh, example of a situation many of us have faced where you have to decide if you're going to take the rest you need or not yeah. and whether you're going to sort of give your body the resources it needs to handle what's going on. So in that case, radiation is pretty hard on your body and my body was basically being flooded with cortisol. Mm. which is a stress hormone. It was like being on a course of steroids. And so I was gaining a pound a day. And in th- it, base- it ended up being that over the course of about three weeks, I gained about 12 pounds. And, um, you know, for any anybody, especially a girl, it's like, no, <laughs> we don't like this. And, um, and, and so it was interesting. I had to really dramatically figure out how to get rest and cut back on my schedule, which is really hard for me. Like I have staff I have to pay. Like it doesn't matter whether I'm out there earning revenue or not. Like I still have to pay salaries, you know? Um, And what happens to all the projects that we've got underway and all the stuff that we're visioneering towards. And um, am I going to rest and take care of my body or not? Like those are big choices to make. And as part of that, Am I going to be eating healthy or am I going to comfort eat, you know? And um, so I'm I'm now pretty strict. I'm not crazy, but I'm like, I'm pretty much eating mostly whole foods, not trying to eat processed foods and not a whole lot of sugar, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I definitely feel better. Um, I had to I had to decide to rest. That was crucial. Took a couple of months, drastically reduced schedule postponed a bunch of launches it was horrible i didn't want to but i did can i ask what was your normal what was your normal amount of sleep prior and now and then what'd you change to 
Well, it was interesting. Normally, I mean, it wasn't unusual at all for me to be working until, you know, 1030 or 11, because there's just stuff that has to get done. And I have my team waiting on a document or whatever. Um, and sometimes I would knock off at a reasonable hour, but it was a lot of times that I would, you know, I'd have dinner with the family and then, you know, I'd go back to trying to meet a deadline for a few hours. And um, and so getting to bed at midnight was not unusual at all. Yeah. And I, I basically cut back to during that two month period where I was trying to give my body a bit more resources to fight the radiation um, to heal it. Um, I basically either didn't work at all or worked maybe two or three hours a day. Wow. And just slept in, you know, as much as I could. My husband was awesome. He handled everything with our kids and, you know, getting our son off to school and all the stuff that comes along with that. And yeah. anyway, yeah. Well, that's significant. So on that aspect of it, again, granted things change with COVID, but, uh, you know, with the norm of your schedule as a speaker, often on the go, what were some of what had been some of the habits that you have done to retain the family health and those relationships mm. with you being gone so much? You know, it, it, for me, the key and everybody's a little bit different, um, but for me, the key has been trying and it doesn't always work as well as I want it to, but really trying to be purposeful about two things. One, when I'm on the road, um, I'm always trying to like FaceTime or video call or something. There's something about being on video that for me has been huge for years, even before, you know, everybody had an iPhone or whatever, um, figuring out a way um, to do that through WhatsApp or whatever. Yeah. Like it was just a, it was just a, a thing that I thought was important. Um, but the other thing, the second thing that has always been crucial is I, I have to figure out what it is that's crucial for, for example, my kids. And if I am home, I'm going to prioritize this thing, like whatever the thing is, like for my daughter. She, she's a great volleyball player. She loves volleyball. Like she's really good at it. And it was a thing that our family would enjoy together and share. And it was important to her. And so there were meetings, there were all sorts of things, but doggone it, if I am home and she has a volleyball game at four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going, I'm sorry, I'm not scheduling a meeting yeah. at that time. It just, it's, it's a kind of the big rocks idea, mm -hmm. um, put those big rocks in first. So yeah. that was, that was for me, one of the habits. Well, let me ask you on the mental side. So this is episode, I think it'll be nine Oh three, two episodes ago is, was our main talk talking about joy. And mm -hmm. in that I actually ended with, you know, showcasing your book here and Hey, this is the training. This is a training manual for <laughs> practicing joy. Well, for, for programming. I mean, you're, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're into the neuro, uh, neurosciences and neurology. And what do you do? What are some of your daily habits for your own mental training and programming? Mm -hmm. For, for me, there's a couple that are crucial um, one is, I know this is going to sound really silly, but we've developed this over the years and Jeff and I actually invest in our marriage in a very unusual <laughs> way where our, we both work from home. 
and he does a lot of the research with me. He has his own. He's an entrepreneur. He has a technology company. But he does a lot of the research on whatever the relationship studies that we're doing. So we both we both work from home. And it's a get the kids off to school in the morning. We've done this for years. And sit and have coffee while we read the news or whatever. And it's not even like looking deeply into each other's eyes and like having a deep, meaningful conversation. It's literally sitting at the same kitchen table and having coffee and reading the news and then going, oh, did you see this? Or, oh, did you read so-and-so's column? Or, oh, listen to this. And it's it sounds silly, but this kind of daily companionship, it's to us has been a huge part of staying close. Um, And then um, I always have, you know, sort of a pattern where I do a quiet time, um, read the Bible, journal. Um, I try to do something to grow my relationship with the Lord is for me as a person of faith. I think that's really crucial. Um, And those two things have to anchor my day. Yeah. I do, and I know it's not probably the norm, but I do them in that order because my brain doesn't wake up enough for me to have a quiet time before I've had coffee. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, I appreciate. I love hearing the, you know, the the anomalies to the. Hey, this is how because we hear that so often. There's books written about it. Here's the, you know, Hal El- Elrod. We had him on the show, right. Miracle Morning, and and Robin Sharma, and I love their outline and their structure. I say that is really good. But at the end of the day, the point is just to get that kind of stuff done. Is there some planning? Yeah. Is there some downtime? Are you being present? Are you looking at your goals? Yeah. All right. And so if you're going to do those at 5 a.m. or 5 p.m. or 3 a.m., knock yourself out. Just get them done. So thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. You are listening to The Ziggler Show and this Habits episode with Shanti Feldhahn. Next, I ask her about keeping her business on track and she shares a crucial aspect of making sure that while one project's happening, to not get so lost in it, she doesn't get the next one going. And as you're gonna hear, it's just such a common issue with business people and I so often hear it, especially with artists, they're classic for us. They get so uh, focused on a project in front of them, give it their all, then it's finished and boom, nothing is happening next. So it's really interesting to hear how she deals with that. Again, you can find Shanti at S-H-A-U-N-T-I.com. Here are some great show sponsors that help bring this free podcast to you. Then we're going to get back with Shanti. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is a, an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they're hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 
yahoofinance.com. One more time, yahoofinance.com. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are. And in some places, it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier and air doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital. And Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin. Well, and on that, one of the things, one of the spokes I often ask about is spiritual. And you talked about that daily quiet time and Bible in journal. Is that kind of a primary pillar mm-hmm. of your spiritual habits? Okay. Yeah. How about then with business? You talked about that and you've had a growing business for a long time and you've you mm-hmm. know done it when you were a solopreneur. Now you got employees and, and you've got new books and you've got, you know, marriage focus and finance focus and just, you know, joy focus and thriving in different capacities. So in looking at that, what are some of the habits that you are doing for your own career and business to keep it on track? Um, one of the things that and I think this is what you're asking, but you tell me if it's if it's not. One of the things that has been crucial for me is I I have always had a sense of a natural arc of a project that I feel like is a vision for a period of time. And often that is a book research project that I'm doing because we tend to do large, expensive, multi-year research projects. So, for example, the project that I talked to you about years ago on um, for the what eventually became the book Thriving in Love and Money. Yeah. And it was about, you know, studying money and marriage. And that was a three year project. It was about two years of research and writing the book. And then uh, the book came out. So that's a three year process. 
and then the next one. I've actually seen from a strategic standpoint that even though you might be in the middle of the arc on project number one, it's it's actually really important to have our kind of radar up for what are the signals of what's needed for project number two, mm. even though it's not going to happen for a year or two in the future. And to have a sense for that allows a lot of strategic thinking, planning, wondering, praying, number crunching, whatever that is that's needed without the pressure. Yeah. Well, you're so, talking about the consummate. We attribute it to, you know, the artist. And we, we use the word artist. Most people think of the visual arts and whatnot. But I'm going to say you're an artist, you know, in what you do, in your research, in your book it's writing. A creative. A creative. Process, thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. So you to take that and you have the you have this project and you devote everything to that. And at the end, smashing success and applause and whatever. And then nothing. I mean, that's, and there's where we run into the problems. Yeah. Yeah. With the Mm -hmm. artist who doesn't do business well and it can destroy it. Uh, So you're speaking to that. Okay. Well, it's product development. I mean, it just happens to be that, you know, my product is a giant research study and a book Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) or a video course or whatever. Um, and, but the key, honestly, I think that there is something that I've seen for anybody who's in any kind of a creative process or any kind of a product development process is if you have your radar up, you'll be getting a sense for things. And it's, it's more of a matter of having it sort of on the back burner mm-hmm. and not feeling like you either, cause there's a temptation to like, Ooh, like switch, like go all in on that, you know, and have the squirrel mentality, which will make you crazy. Um, It's not doing that. And it's also not ignoring it because I can't deal with this right now because I have this other thing. There really is a need to be able to run on several tracks. Like what's the current track and what's might be coming behind. Yeah. So. Well, I, absolutely. And that, that that's one. I, I always have multiple things going on, but it's still it's prioritizing and I'll tend to jump to the other one and kind of schizo. <laughs> yeah, I'm the squirrel. So that's uh, I have to guard against that. Well, here, the last one here it, that's always of interest to me is just the personal spoke, the things that you do. You mentioned uh, before self-care, but, you know, call it play, fun, hobby. What are the things outside of just, you know, work and what you're doing that you do just for Shanti? OK, you're going to laugh. Um, but I am, how do I say this so that you don't turn off the podcast and go, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can always edit one. it out. That's what my guys yeah, are for. No, no, no. It's, it's okay. Cause you're going to think this is the most frivolous thing in the world, but this works for me. Um, which is I, I love for downtime. I'm a fiction reader. I, I, I mean, I'll read everything, but just for fun. I'll read fiction, right? And it can be a lot of things. It's mystery novels, it's Christian fiction, it's adventure, like I'm a big, you know, action adventure girl. Um, But when it comes to a busy season, I will literally get what I call beach read novels. And these are like a mystery book that I have read six times before. (laughs) And it literally allows me to turn my brain off for half an hour while I have lunch and I'll sit and I'll read for half an hour. I'll give myself permission. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to return calls. I'm not going to check my email. I will turn my brain off. 
for half an hour. And I, I have discovered that in a busy season, I actually can't turn my brain off if I read a new book that's really gripping. Like I want to keep reading and I don't want to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, kind of the strategy that allows me to turn my brain off and then turn the book off is to actually read a book that I've read before and really enjoyed. And it's been years since I've read it. That is, I have not had that answer before. Um, well, but no, no, I, I, I'm but thinking about it. And, you know, so I, I, I don't even call it exercise. I like to get out and trail run and mountain mm -hmm. bike run. But when I am busier, I am more prone to do the same path that I know. And I can just be, I, I go hard. So I'm not thinking about stuff, but same thing, yeah. trying to empty that out. And I know I've grown in the past couple, I, as a kid, I was a big fiction reader, but then I got away from it. The past two years, I've gotten back into it with such a great <laughs> joy. So no, it's neat. I'm going to, I'm going to, as soon as we're finished here, I'm going to trade. Actually, no, this is a show. People, people be interested. Any, uh, so fiction readers, you talked about some, any, uh, any ones you're into right now specifically? Oh yeah. That, I mean, I love the Mark of the Lion series by Francine Rivers. Oh gosh. Now, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not as much historical fiction often, but that one is like, wow. That's top, that's top of the list. Cause, cause when you so look she, for me, she fits into that, that she's gosh, how can I say this tactfully? I mean, she is a faith based person, but man, that is a, a real gritty oh, story. Okay. It is. Yeah. And it's amazing. I mean, but I go, I bounce all over the place. Honestly, Kevin, I mean, I, I finished uh, the Mark of the Lion series and then I think I read next the Lord of the Rings again. Yep. And then I read the Martian. Yeah. Which is a great book again. Yep. I mean, like the ones that, because we're in such a busy season yeah. with the, not just the cancer, but all the stuff I'm trying to balance with it. Um, I'm definitely in a phase of trying to avoid as much as I can the yeah. new books because I, it takes too much of my, um, attention. Understood. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Hey, thank you. Thanks for taking the time, giving okay. us behind the scenes. So fun. Always just a joy to talk with you, Shanti. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Well, there you go, friends. And, and of interest, if you did listen to our previous episode together, episode 901 of The Ziggler Show uh, with Shanti, she talks about her research finding that venting our negative emotions does not help let off steam. And it actually adds gas to the fire. Well, I posted just that statement on Facebook and in 24 hours, it's already gotten 650 comments and it's still going strong. And the reason is we don't know any better than to think the only option is stuffing our feelings. And that's no good either. There's a third and obviously very unknown option that gives us the most life and healing. And that's what Shanti shares right at the top of the show. So you can listen to the Ziggler show episode 901 to find out more. Again, connect with Shanti at S-H-A-U-N-T-I dot com. Coming up in episode 904, we talk about a turn of events, pun intended, now that live events are happening across the world. The pandemic, of course, stopped live events cold and for a year or more relegated everyone to virtual events. And there was debate about whether live events would come back stronger than ever, more in demand, or people would realize, I don't need the effort and expense. I can get just what I need remotely. Well, Tom Ziegler just attended five events in less than two weeks, and I asked him to come on and let's have a discussion on on the value or not of live events. 
Uh, this will be a benefit to all you questioning if you want to start attending live events, if you should or not, as well as for those of you who are considering hosting your own live events. Till then, friends, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>